Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of BBP News. I'm Nicholas Rod. Chris Baker's here with me, and we are back for another Friday morning episode. Chris, start us off in the normal fashion by giving us the weather headed into this weekend. In Los Angeles, California, it is partly cloudy. 83 with a partly cloudy weekend in Chicago and Ice. It is cloudy, 50, partly cloudy weekend in Houston, Texas. It is sunny, 82 with a sunny weekend. And in New York City, it is partly cloudy. 60 with rain throughout the weekend. Well, Chris, uh, we've had an interesting morning today, to say the least, uh, trying to get this recorded. Uh, Obviously, people won't know exactly just the frustrations because, well, we don't exactly go behind the scenes all that often, but we almost couldn't record this morning, and it was quite the experience. It helps to have internet. Let's just say that. Well, it's not my fault. This is all you. I don't even know what was going on because my iPad was working just fine, right? Like I had that over on my like side table that I have over here connected to my speaker and I had that playing music. Now, I don't know if the reason it was playing music was because uh, it was, I don't know if the songs were downloaded, like to be played offline. I honestly don't remember at this point because uh, there were a lot of different songs playing, but I don't remember it saying that I was offline, but trying to use my computer over here, you know, trying to get ready for the show, trying to record. No, no, that was too much to ask. And I have my own problems. Yeah. Yeah. You want to know what my problems were? What's that? I couldn't concentrate on anything. That's just I was ready to call it a day and play Family Feud. (laughs) I know you've been talking a lot about Family Feud. Well, I found the board game and I want to play it. And you're a jerk. You know... Hot hot take here. <laughs> hot take here. Family Feud, probably the best game show on TV. I just love the interesting answers people give. Oh my god, just going through clips of that on YouTube is the best. I was watching that last night, and, you know, I was a little scared how I got number one for a lot of them. You know, watching clips of funny Family Feud answers is right up there with watching cringy uh, auditions for things like X-Factor or American Idol or things like that. It's just, it's legendary. You know, and Family Feud and audio is uh, trending on um, TikTok currently. I'm sure we've all heard that by now, but... This doesn't come up in my For You page. I'll be be looking for that. (laughs) But anywho, Nick, Family Feud... It, it's one of those nice game shows you gotta love. Steve Harvey yeah. does a great job. You can't hate it. You just can't. You know, there are a lot of people that do. But, anywho, we have a lot of news to get into. Starting off with um, Russian cyber attacks may be incoming right here in the United States. Monday, President Biden and government agencies warned the private sector that deals with critical infrastructure to harden their systems now. Because they say Putin is looking for payback for all the sanctions the U.S. imposed on Russia, and the White House put out a list of measures businesses should take to strengthen the security. Things include mandating multiple authorization, making it harder for hackers to get into your systems, making sure your systems are patched and protected, changing passwords across networks, backing up your data, ensure you have offline copies of it, educating employees to not click on strange links from websites, the government systems have been 
protected, but it is up to the private industry to do the same now. Especially much of our country's critical infrastructure is owned and operated by the private sector. The Russian government and Russian-sponsored hackers are responsible for the colonial pipeline that happened just last year. The White House says there's indication of something coming, but didn't give anything specific. The White House did say that they are expecting hacks on businesses in the power grids, water, and bank sectors. Judge Kentanji Brown-Jackson promised to follow the law and told senators she would decide cases without fear or favor. I have dedicated my career to ensuring that the words engraved on the front of the Supreme Court building, equal justice under law, are a reality and not just an ideal. Surrounded by friends and family, Katanji Brown-Jackson thanked God and her parents that grew up in the segregated South. My parents taught me that unlike the many barriers that they had had to face growing up, my path was clearer so that if I worked hard and I believed in myself in America, I could do anything or be anything I wanted to be. She also singled out her husband and two daughters, thanking them and telling her daughters with hard work and determination it does pay off. The Harvard graduate and federal appeals court judge is now lined up to be the first black female justice on the Supreme Court. Democratic senators in their opening statements focused on history being made. More people will believe that we can be the nation we say we are when we put our hand on our heart. That was Senator Booker. Then Republicans set up the next two days of questioning. Republicans referred to conservative Supreme Court Justice Kavanaugh, but vowed that they would focus on her record. Some Republicans showed concern that she was an extreme liberal and soft on crime, referencing that one decision she made when prosecutors recommended 24 months and she gave three months. Jackson sat silent for more than four hours before giving her opening remarks. If I am confirmed, I commit to you that I will work productively to support and defend the Constitution and this grand experiment of American democracy that has endured over these past 246 years. philosophy is to rule impartially and to rule consistent with the limitations on my authority as a judge. So you wouldn't say that you're an activist judge? I would not say that. On the first day of questioning, senators focused on how Judge Katanji Brown-Jackson would rule as a justice. You say that people say you're soft on crime or even anti-law enforcement. As someone who has had family members on patrol and in the line of fire. I care deeply about public safety. Democratic Chair Dick Durbin started the day by asking questions Republicans were expected to ask, giving Judge Jackson the chance to already set a tone of a line of questioning. Some allegations that came up were she was lenient as a judge when it came to child pornography cases. Later in the day, a testy exchange happened between her and Texas Senator Ted Cruz. 
you believe the voice of the children is heard? Yes, Senator, I do. Could, could you explain how? Your chart does not include all of the factors that Congress has told judges to consider. Two major law enforcement agencies has endorsed Jackson, and even some opponents have called claims baseless. Republicans also focused on her representation of detainees at Guantanamo Bay and whether she would consider race in her decisions. The White House said President Biden has watched some of her hearings and says he thinks she's doing well. That, to me, is Exhibit A of activism. On the second day of questioning, some Republicans turned up the heat, continuing to press Judge Jackson on whether she is too lenient on rulings. Wait, 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 Judge. You think it is a bigger deterrent to take somebody who's on a computer looking at sexual images of children in the most disgusting way is to supervise their computer habits versus putting them in jail? No, Senator, I didn't say versus. That's exactly what Division between senators also continued to grow throughout the day. No one case can stand in for a judge's entire record. Okay, but I'm discussing and every one I, of the cases. So if, if you're not going to explain it... Senator, gonna... would you please let her respond? No, not if she's not going to answer my well, question. Just... Senator Cory Bucker talked about her nomination and brought Judge Jackson to tears at the end of the day. You have earned this spot. You are worthy you are a great American. Judge Jackson also said as she is confirmed, she would be not participating in the affirmative action case that is coming in front of the Supreme Court. In other news in the Supreme Court, Justice Clarence Thomas was hospitalized Friday night with flu-like symptoms. But doctors confirmed that it was not COVID-related. He does not have COVID, and he is being treated for an infection and is expected to make a full recovery. He did make some oral arguments this week, but representatives for the justice said he will listen to the transcripts. More sanctions for Russia and the possibility of Ukrainian refugees right here in America. There are two big announcements coming from the White House in the next week or so. Starting with the sanctions, President Biden left earlier this week to go to Brussels ahead of the meeting at the NATO headquarters on Thursday. On that day, the National Security Advisor will be announcing new sanctions in coordination with our allies. More on the specifics in a minute. There was also an additional announcement about European energy security. While the president was in Eastern Europe, he will be traveling to Poland today to meet with the Polish president to see firsthand the refugee crisis. Millions of Ukrainian people have fled the war to neighboring European countries, and the U.S. has provided billions of dollars of humanitarian aid already. But the president is expected to announce plans today or next week to expedite and streamline the resettlement of some Ukrainian refugees into the U.S. The plans are unclear at, the, at this point, and we do not know with what authority the president plans to use. When asked about it Tuesday in the White House briefing room, they declined to comment on more specifics. Getting into rapid news, Hillary Clinton and White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki both have tested positive for COVID-19. 
St. Jude, the first hospital in the United States to receive Ukrainian patients, said it will provide the children with cancer care and trauma-informed psychological therapy and is forming a school curriculum for the children and their siblings. Nick, what do you got for this Friday morning good news? All right, so my story for this morning is honestly quite a remarkable one because twins born just absolutely prematurely managed to survive with 0% chance of survival when they were first born. So these two twins, Harley and Harry, were born in England at 22 weeks and 5 days. So, you know, clearly they were very premature and the doctors actually gave them a 0% chance of survival. In fact, at first they thought that it was a mis they thought that um the mother Jade had suffered a miscarriage. But they were still alive. They started to cry, and so they started to provide treatment and and provide help immediately. And despite that 0% chance of survival, they actually made it through. And now they have actually been able to go home. They've actually been able to leave the hospital, go and join their parents at home. They are healthy. And it's just absolutely wonderful to hear because when they were first born, they had major lung problems, they had uh, intestinal problems, just things that really scared the doctors and and made it seem like it was going to be untreatable. But uh, the mother actually got in contact with someone here in the U.S. who had gone through the uh, basically the same thing, and uh, the mother here in the U.S. told her what to ask for, what uh, treatments were the most successful, and all that so they managed to get through it and now they are a happy family at home nick that is an awesome good news story miracles do exist that's all i gotta say miracles do exist especially with the doctor saying zero percent chance yeah i mean we hear about premature births and even a small a relatively small like uh amount of time premature can be dangerous and can be very scary for the for the child's survival so having the kids born at 22 weeks I, that's that's got to be terrifying so the fact that they were able to get through it they were able to uh bring the two babies home the fact that they made it through again like you said with that zero percent chance of survival it's just a miracle and it's wonderful to hear that is the end of this friday morning news episode we will be back here sunday for what to expect in the upcoming week and then of course monday with a news episode to bring you up to date on everything and then of course on wednesday you know the deal by now and idiots in the news but until sunday follow us on bbp news as twitter account for the latest 24 hour breaking news so you're always in the know but until sunday morning have a great start to your weekend everybody bye guys